Welcome to Unlock Financial Independence, the number one financial independence podcast for physical therapists. I am your host, Matt McClanahan. Welcome back, my financially savvy physios. I am your host, Matt McClanahan, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Unlock Financial Independence podcast, where I help physical therapists just like you unlock your path to financial freedom while working as a PT. If you're new to the channel, welcome. And if this show, if you find it valuable, I would love it if you subscribed and left me a review on Apple Podcasts. And for new and old listeners alike, go ahead and subscribe to the Once Per Month newsletter, which will be linked in the show notes for monthly tips on things like travel hacking, the state of student loans, listener wins, and more. On today's show, we're talking about budgeting for beginners. I'll be taking you through a five-step process to get your budget up and running. Let's dive in. All right. So what are the steps when I am recommending someone to create that budget? The first thing that I'm actually going to recommend is going to be to think about what you value. So thinking about values. Second is going to be goals. Third is going to be then looking at our income. Fourth is then going to be considering what expenses we have in our life. And then five is the final step. The thing that you think you might just start doing is actually creating your budget. So let's dive into each of those five different categories and break them down a little bit more. So values. I want to start with the definition of what values is a person's principles or standards of behavior. Also, one's judgment of what is important in life. I'm going to read that again. So values is one's judgment of what is important in life. So for me, a good example would be I value financial safety. I value my time. I value outdoor activities. And I value seeing the world, taking vacations, things like that. Also, it can be helpful to know what you don't value. So for example, for me is being hungover, like the worst feeling ever. It's like kind of ruins the next day, right? Uh, I don't really value going out to super fancy restaurants uh, as in this phase of my life that I'm in right now. So those are just two examples of things that I don't value. And now knowing what you value and don't value can actually be equally beneficial. They allow us to look at our spending and see if how we spend our money is in line with what we value. And if it hasn't been, that's a good time to reflect on your spending and potentially make some changes, right? If you don't value being hungover like me, but you spend a bunch of money on alcohol, then maybe our values, our actions are not aligning with our values. So next step in creating a budget, then after we understand what our values are and are not, we're going to look at creating goals. So the definition, again, of a goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim or desired result. So let's think of an example. I said I value financial safety. So maybe I make a goal of having six months of expenses covered in a savings account. How secure would you feel if you ha- if you were able to liquidate six months of your expenses if needed, 
no, no questions asked, right? I'd feel pretty safe. Um, another thing to think about is if you had, if I had that much money just laying around, I might not feel stressed that I'm going to quit a job I hate. And so that I can start working, uh, in a, another clinic once they have an opening for me, right? It provides you with a, a cash cushion and less stress, right? So, um, another example would be, I also said, I value outdoor activities and I don't value being hung over. So maybe I make a budget category where I specifically put money each month towards funding outdoor activities, such as like buying new gear, a park passes, stuff like that. And if I don't value being hung over, maybe I have a specific alcohol budget that is purposefully low each month, not zero, but low. So if I go out and I spend from that category and it's empty after the first weekend of the month, I know the rest of the month will have to be pretty alcohol free, right? Um, we'll get to it later how you can move money around to, <laughs> to kind of get around that if you wanted to, but setting your goals of say not being hung over. So I'm going to have a goal of not spending money on something I don't value, such as drinking a lot. That is one way we can start to create goals towards the things we value. Things to keep in mind. Set these goals for what works for you for now, right? Know that your goals can change and they probably should over time, right? Uh, anytime someone said like make a five-year plan, and I've done it and I've looked back at in like year three of that five. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not doing any, I don't want to do any of that stuff anymore, right? It is okay to create goals that change in the future, okay? You may start with $150 towards alcohol a month. And after three months, you realize, man, I only spend $100 and you can change your budget accordingly. That's the point, right? And at this stage, don't really concern yourself with how much money you're going to allocate towards the goals. That's going to come later. So when you think, what are my goals? You may just say, drink less for 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 my example, if you don't want to be as hungover, right? Or you could say, one of my goals is to experience the outdoors more, right? And so that later on, when we go to create budgets, if that's a goal, we may create categories towards those goals, okay? Next, income. So step three, first step was values. Second step was goals. And now we start to look at the money, right? So our income. This may be pretty straightforward for some. Maybe maybe all you do is you work at one clinic and you're just a W-2 employee. Your scenario is pretty straightforward. You get a paycheck every two weeks, uh, two times a year, you get a third paycheck a month and you know when that is, right? It, everything is pretty straightforward. Others, you may work a W-2 job, maybe Monday through Friday, PRN at a hospital two times a month on the weekends. Maybe you have an Etsy shop, side hustle. So you need to figure out your income, what it is on average each month uh, from those multiple scenarios. And even others, you may be doing 1099 contract work uh, while also starting to start up your own business. So you have to figure out your estimated income each month and run the numbers conservatively. So uh, I wanna dive into that a little bit more. Tips on running income numbers. If your scenario is complicated, it will benefit you to run your uh, numbers 
assuming a worst case scenario or more of a conservative estimate of what your income is. So if you make more than you budgeted, this will feel like a financial bonus, right? So for example, uh, if you budgeted 2000 uh, for that month, but you end up making 6000 well, everything is covered because everything that you've budgeted for was only 2000 So this is a psychological win here. You have more money than you expected, right? But in the months where you budgeted 2000 and you had exactly 2000 or maybe even a little bit less of income that month, well, all the other months, we've been prepping for those lean months. So there's we're essentially minimizing losses. However, if you say you make anywhere from 2000 to 6000 in a month and you say well uh i'm just going to uh make my budget where i'll have you know $4000 worth of expenses right well if you are not planning accordingly those months where you only made 2000 you're not able to cover the other 2000 in expenses that you're going to have right so it's best early on to get those psychological wins and make the budget as lean as possible, as you can, as needed. Of course, understanding that you also have to live your life, find that balance, but go with a more conservative estimate of your budget. That way you can start to get ahead. And Once you're ahead, you can start to bulk that up a little bit, okay? This may seem silly, but it's super important to get the psychological wins. Check out Morgan Housel's book, The Psychology of Money, for, for more information on, on how that all kind of works. But when you have a month where you make more than budgeted, you get that psychological win. But psychological losses can make you feel like you can't get ahead and you're falling behind. So like, what's the point? And a kind of a good analogy is, say you have a, a patient who comes in and is in so severe pain, and you're just like, well, it's going to take time. I'm not really going to do anything for you today. And they leave there in the same or more pain. Not saying we have to get rid of everyone's pain the first day or anything like that, but imagine if you give them a little bit of a win that shows that, wow, we can do something to either engage in the activity I want to with the same or less pain, or you can do something to help me or show me to do something, how I can do something in order to reduce my pain. That psychological win that that person is going to have is immediately going to get them bought into the process, right? Same thing with this. If you start a budget and you're looking at your income and you're like, yeah, I average about 4,000 a month. Well, the months that you don't average 4,000 and it's way below that, it's going to feel like a huge psychological loss. And you're going to say, ah, what's the point, right? Or you might say, what's the point? So in sum, when calculating your income, use conservative numbers to plan for the leaner months and get psychological wins in the future. All right. So First step, values. Second, goals. Third, looking at all of your income sources. And fourth, the most challenging part, but most necessary part, looking at your expenses, okay? So simply, you can break these down into four broad categories. Are fixed expenses, variable expenses, miscellaneous expenses, and then investments and savings. So fixed expenses are things that consistently come out at the same time every month. Simple example is going to be rent, right? So rent is coming out at the same time. It's the same payment, Spotify accounts, Apple 
payments, all that stuff that is going to be consistently coming out every month goes into that fixed expense category, right? Even your water bill, yeah, like it will fluctuate, right? But you know it's going to come out and you can average about what that is, right? I, I throw that in fixed expenses. Okay, variable expenses. So these are things that can slightly change month to month. And maybe a good example here is gas, unless you just never drive or um, maybe you have the same route so you know exactly how much gas is going to be each month. You can put that in fixed, but I put fixed uh, gas and fixed expenses. Groceries, I also put in fixed expenses. So these are things, like I said, that can change month to month. Some months you're going to spend a little bit more on groceries, others a little bit less, right? You ran out of all of your seasonings. So now your grocery budget's blown because you had to buy a bunch of new seasonings or olive oil, right? So that can, it can be variable. It can change a little bit month to month. Miscellaneous miscellaneous expenses. So these are things that maybe occur infrequently. I put things in here like uh, I have a credit card that comes out once a year for, for the yearly fee. I put that in there. Uh, other things particular to PTs, APTA membership, right? Or Con Ed courses, our state licensure, uh, license, <laughs> licensure uh, our car maintenance, right? Different things like that, that we don't really know when they're going to be coming or they, they don't happen month to month. They're more like a every six months or every year or every two years. Those are what are, where I'm going to put those miscellaneous expenses. Okay. And then the last one's going to be our investments and our savings. So remember your goals are uh, from, from that, that step two, right? Our goals we made, this is where we want to think about those, right? Let's go back to my being more outdoors. So if I have a goal of being more outdoors, I might make a category for my savings of putting like $100 a month towards funding outdoor activities that I want, right? So now I'm using my goals to then think about where I'm going to prioritize my expenses, right? Another example is going to be like, if you wanted to take a trip, you have your anniversary every year with your significant other, uh, that emergency fund I talked about, right? Or fund, even funding just your Roth IRAs, right? So when creating these categories, it is important to put a number down. This will be uh, easier with things like rent or your mortgage because it's the same every month. But for things like groceries, if you haven't been tracking that, you may have no idea what to put down, right? What I would say you should do is make these categories and estimate your expenses. And uh, that's exactly what it is, an estimate, right? Throw $400 down, $450, $500, just simple, big, round numbers that you think something might cost, okay? This is not about being perfect, right? But getting started. So put a number you think might be appropriate. If you really, really want direction, you could always Google average American spending on X, right? Groceries to have some direction, but that's gonna be dependent, right? The person living in Seattle is not gonna have the same grocery budget, most likely, as the person living in Mobile, Alabama, right? So. Take that for what it's worth. The, the important thing here is that you should not be subtracting these expenses from your income that you just calculated. Again, this reason is for psychological ones. If you start subtracting and you aren't and you aren't halfway through your expenses, but all your income is gone and budgeted, 
this will feel extremely overwhelming and like psychological loss. And maybe you throw your hands up and say, ah, never mind. I don't make enough money to cover all my expenses every month, right? I can't save and spend for groceries and pay my mortgage. So if I can't do that all, I'm not going to focus on this, right? Mm -hmm. Just right now, uh, what I want you to do, I want you to think about what you do and don't value. So you set your financial goals you want to work towards, and you know how much you have coming in each month. And you have your expenses categories built out with estimates of spending per, per category. Now it's time to start fine tuning, right? So we didn't just start subtracting uh, our expenses out from our, our income at the start, right? We, I didn't want you to start doing that. You just make your budgets, put numbers that you think might be reasonable for you, and go from there. Because now in step five, the final step, after we looked at our values, our goals, our income, our expenses, now we get to fine tune and create our budget. So some things to say before we move on. There is no perfect method for how to divide up the money you have to spend. It is personal finance after all, but I think there are some non-negotiables such as you need to have a roof over your head, hot water, electric, right? You have to be able to pay certain bills, right? You don't have to have money uh, being contributed to a re retirement plan technically, right? So something to think about. This plan you're about to make can and likely, like I said about goals, change a little bit over the next two to three months. But once you start understanding your spending habits, it should smooth out and become a little bit more autonomous. So a simple method would be to allocate your income for your fixed expenses first. Then I want you to actually pay yourself first via putting money into your savings and investments. The reason for this is because the whole point of a, a budget is to make us live our life that we want to live. We've established your values and your goals, right? So inherently, you want to work towards those things, right? Those are what you want. So if we first budget down to the things that we have to pay, our mortgage, a roof over our head, our, the hot water, right? Electric, right? Then you pay yourself first. You put money towards the things that you want to be able to do. You want to be able to take that vacation. You want to be able to save money for hiking, right? You are paying yourself first, quite literally, okay? And so then after that, you would then put money towards those variable expenses and then the last step is those miscellaneous expenses. So the logic behind this, like I said, is fixed expenses will always be the same. So they have to be covered. The savings and investments are to pay yourself first because you're working towards your goals, which are in the direction of your values. The variable expenses can go up and down depending on how much is left at that point, right? You can kind of tweak that. You're like, I'm running a little low on money. Let me drop the grocery budget a little bit more, up the gas one, whatever it may be. And the miscellaneous expenses are things that might occur only once a year, every few months or randomly like car maintenance and gifts for others and stuff like that. So if really need be, you can kind of push those to the side for a little bit longer if you need to, if, you're, if you've ran out of money and when to budget it, right? So- in sum, that is how I would go about creating a budget. Not thinking with where's my money at first, but thinking with what you value first. Because if you know what you value, we can then create goals 
towards those values. Then once we know what we want to actually do with our money, we can look at what that income is providing us, what our expenses are, and then we can create our budget and budget down in a way that first, make sure we have a roof over our head. Second, make sure we're working towards those goals, which are pointed in the direction of our values, and then fill in the month, the, the rest of our budget with whatever money is left over. And it's a huge bonus if at the end of the month, you have money left over because then you can start putting it into future months ahead. And that's how you break the trap of living paycheck to paycheck as a doctoral physical therapist, right? So like I said, this is the, the five-step method for creating your budget. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Don't forget to subscribe to the monthly Financially Savvy Physio newsletter where I send out travel rewards hack and financial freedom information specific to PTs like you and follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Unlock FI Rehab on all platforms. Until next time, y'all, peace. Peace.